Welcome to Fork Podcast. I'm Sean Chris Lewis, your host. How are you all doing out there? I hope you're all staying healthy and feeling like you have some power over your current situation and whatever that might be. It's never easy to keep that feeling of empowerment going, and I truly believe it has to be a daily quest to seek out what gives us strength and a positive mindset. Personally, I look to other people to help me with that, to help me to keep my mindset strong. I don't rely on it, but I really do try to surround myself with people who have clarity of thought and a positive attitude towards change. Even if they admit that they themselves struggle with change, it's great to be around people who just really try to work through that and move forward. Especially over the last few months where many of us have felt some additional loneliness and have had to reinvent how they have contact with friends and loved ones or simply just trying to figure out how to meet new people. Personally, that's why I'm always on the lookout for people who inspire me from close or from far. So in social media or just face to face, especially now, I find that as I'm moving into my what I would like to think are my self-actualized years, it's become more and more clear to me what feels like it fills my mind and my soul. And uh, when material things no longer excite me, I look to people and ideas that keep my spirit alive. Recently, I've been blessed to find the person who does really fulfill that. And uh, somebody I found on Instagram, funny enough, um, this guy, man, Taylor Thompson is his name. And uh, we, our friendship just ignited immediately. Felt like I knew him all my life. Taylor is a guy who really brings the light I would say one of the true leaders that I've met to this day. Uh, He's soft-spoken and full of energy and knowledge for what helps us to be healthy and have more vitality in life. He has a unique ability to bring people together. And today, more than ever, I think we need to agree that Uh, bringing people together and helping them to develop a more positive mindset towards the changes that are required from all of us is essential because when everything breaks down, it's really about restoring hope that things can get good again, get better, even if they're different, but the hope that we can change and make things better. Having people like Taylor Thompson around to build those communities and help to keep us enthusiastic about our days. That's going to help us to bring forward the new world that we're hoping emerges from all of this. So let's jump right into it with Taylor Thompson. So yeah, Taylor, amazing to have you on here. I'm sitting here cross-legged on the floor, feeling super balanced for this podcast. You know, I'm just trying to find places to to settle down in my house. My garage is under construction. It's uh, that's where my future studio is gonna be. I'm trying to think about like, how am I gonna set this place up? And it turns out, man, I'm just putting a low down table bean bags and i'm sitting on cross-legged <laughs> on the floor from now on forever uh, you know you're bringing the wild man out in me man <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah simplify and minimalize i love it man thank you sean for the invite man i appreciate being being on here with you and uh 
and all the positive energy you're putting out there. I sure appreciate that too. So tell me, Taylor, you are presently living in Oregon, which is amazing. That's just a phenomenal sounding place to, to live. But you also have this great beginning location to your life. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty spoiled. I grew up on the island of Kauai. Yeah. Um, my parents actually moved there from Northern California when, when I was really young. And uh, yeah, I lived out there. You know, was raised out there, and and it was amazing. You know, to have such a intimate connection with the outdoors from an early age, and to really develop that relationship, um, I just feel so blessed for that. So, yeah. So I guess we gotta discuss the 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 name first, right? We can't we can't continue this conversation until we touch on wild man you know like wild man pt so that that's your instagram handle and i think the name is just awesome i think it's it's it you go on your profile and i just get the impression this is a guy living living the outdoor life you're uh, motivating people you motivated me you know and once i uh, we have a common friend tara and she lives right. up here in ontario in canada and uh, i you know i saw she was doing a squat challenge with you and then i said hey, i'm going to check this guy out, wild man out and i go on your page and i'm like this dude's <clears throat> awesome this guy's awesome. I followed you. You followed me back. I'm like, he's even more awesome because he actually followed me back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just got to ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Sean, how, how old are you? I'm 52. Okay. Yeah. So if anybody who's listening to this hasn't visited your page, you know, you're definitely somebody who practices what you preach, man, because I mean, you're getting after it. And at 52, my God. <laughs> well yeah. thanks man i i love it i love uh challenging myself i never been a guy who i don't like when there's stuff i can't do you know if uh if someone's doing handstands around me which i still haven't really perfected but in secrecy mm. man don't there's some you know i'm practicing handstands so i can get back to it but um yeah i just i like to be able to do things and with my body and and so that just keeps me young keeps me vibrant and going after different goals you know fitness goals so i, sure. I yeah, so I um, so tell me now, you where's Wild Man come from? What's tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, you know, it, I guess it's it's sort of a mashup of a, a ton of different experiences I've had, and it just seemed fairly fitting. Um, but like I mentioned before, I I grew up on Kauai. Um, you know, it's a very outdoorsy lifestyle there too. You're either in the ocean or in the mountains growing up. On, on an island like that, you know? Um, and so I grew up, you know, I also grew up fishing and, you know, hunting and surfing and hiking and, and camping. So I really, from a, a, an early age, kind of developed a, a real intimate connection with nature and, you know, learning the cost of my existence through, through fishing and hunting and how nature provides and, and, you know, that cycle and everything. So that started at an early age. And then later on, I kind of, I kind of stepped away from that for a while. I realized I, I joined the Navy. I got really into powerlifting. Uh, I was a competitive powerlifter for, you know, 10 years and um, kind of reached an, an area or a time of burnout and fatigue with that. And then I moved actually was in San Diego at the time and then moved back to the islands 
And then I found myself uh, spending a month out in the jungle for by myself for for an entire month. So what by accident I, did you get lost, or you just? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was definitely intentional. Um, you know, I was just feeling drawn to come back to that place, and and you know, especially that place in my mind, and and rekindle that relationship. Through that, I, I started developing more of a, a routine and a lifestyle that involved a lot of nature time, I guess. And um, Hey, Taylor, uh, what were you doing in the jungle for a month? <laughs> you know? Uh, what does that look like? <laughs> sure. Well, firstly, it, what inevitably happens is a pretty intense inner dialogue. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I noticed is that my inner voice was louder than ever before because all the distractions are cut out. But then, you know, when you're in nature, you can kind of learn really well how to turn that off, right? Like your own mental chatter, you can really turn that off and just smell the roses, so to speak. You know, all the senses and sights, you're just taking it in and you're just, you're in your body, you know? And so I really, I really learned that the mind and body are, are, are one, you know, they're connected. And, and when you can unlock, unlock the body, you can unlock the mind. You know, I was, I was pretty much just camping and fishing and hunting and meditating and yeah, just really trying to be present. And, um, I learned a lot of lessons coming out of that experience for sure. How long ago was that Taylor? When are we talking about? That was about five years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so ever since I've, gone out in the woods for long periods of times by myself. <laughs> right, right. So, then you moved from Hawaii to Oregon, right? And how long ago would that move have been? Yeah, uh, three years ago I moved to Oregon. Okay, yeah. three years ago. And mm-hmm. that's when you started your wild man brand where you're because we're going to get into that i want to talk about your ebook which i read and it has your longevity uh principles in there so i want to get into that a little bit as a a 52 year old obviously i'm a fan of longevity (laughs) anything that'll keep me around a little longer with vitality is like right Uh up there on my list which i really enjoyed you know i really enjoyed that ebook Okay, so you move to Oregon, Wild Man comes out because the from your previous experience of burnout, and clearly you're sharing a lot of your own personal experience in your brand, mm. right, in what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I think for, for me, that's, that's one way to get the message out there and, and help people who are, you know, experiencing a similar, uh, a similar type of thing, you know. Um, it, it's certainly... I, you know, I draw a certain type of client in that has similar experiences. Yeah, I find that after COVID, you know, not after COVID, I mean, we're still in it, obviously, and we're looking at second wave talk and things like Mm -hmm. that. But after at least the initial shock of the whole thing and put everybody indoors and quarantine, I found that there'd been a bit of a destruction of, of communities in some ways, right? Where you, we started to see people becoming impatient with one another. You saw a lot of the media um, broadcasting, you know, insensitivities of hoarding products and things like that. And sometimes showing the worst side of people. And, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't buy into that because I'm a, I'm a people person. I believe in people and I didn't, for an instant, think that people in general are selfish. I think people in general want to help, but I think sometimes we have things that are in in our um, 
in the mainstream that sometimes break people apart and and create negative feelings and what i really like about what you're doing was you you seem to be re- helping to reconstruct after the damage as through building community, bringing people together is what you call your tribe, right? And I thought that that's what we need right now. Somebody who genuinely cares, who also creates content that brings people back together. And Mm -hmm. that's what really, like, really was attractive to me when I started to follow you. Oh, thank you, Sean. Yeah, you know, community and connection, are those are such underlooked principles when it comes to our health and wellness, I think, you know, and even in our industry, right? Um, and it, it's something that has had such a profound impact in my life when I started gravitating towards that more. We Certainly, we need more of that in this time right now. There's a lot of distancing, obviously, you know, and, and separatism that's going on, and, and none of it's good. So, you know, we need to focus on our connections and, and bringing people together. And and also, you know, in my own experience, bringing that into kind of the tribe group or the tribe setting, it just offers such an opportunity for growth and connection and, and leaning on each other. So, yeah, we really need each other, right? We're, we're all in this together, whether people, um, one of the things that the uh, topics that have come up on my previous podcast, which I'm in the editing phase of right now, is with a professor here in Montreal. His name is Eric mm. Chevrier, and he um, he's about sustainability and sustainable sustainable practices in the food industry and distribution and and healthy quality and food equality. And he's a tremendous guy. And one of the things that he really is talking about is the solutions going forward is in communities coming together. Local communities will have a lot more power. You know, creating creating space for, for sharing and opening up seems to be really important it's something that we all don't get enough of i think in day-to-day interactions and in community so setting the stage first of all to be like this is a place of sharing and open and openness and support and then also putting that into practice yourself and and showing it the example of you know it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to open up and share your struggles and and, and your successes right there's right. not a lot of places where we get to talk about how awesome we are either, you know? Right, right. Um, so definitely setting the stage for that and, um, and fostering those types of relationships of sharing and elevation and, and yeah. learning, learning from one another. Cause we all have, we all have different perspectives and gifts. And, you know, I, I do believe that we, we're all part of the same consciousness, but we do come into this world in our own, our own, you know, skin sack and with yeah. our, our unique <laughs> perspectives and experiences and and what we're exposed to so you know not only is it the best gift we can give ourselves to go inward and do the self-work that we need to do for ourselves but it's it's our greatest gift to the world around us as well and the ones we love you know um everyone around us thanks us when we're our best selves you know and we're, we're putting out that energy without any fear of of you know uh of losing it right because mm-hmm. it's it we all have this energy that's just boundless and you can just constantly be giving without you know the fear of losing anything so certainly yeah starting with the self 
you know, going inward, asking, spending time with yourself, you know, um, allotting enough time to, with yourself to ask those, those questions of, you know, what do you want out of life? What purpose are you serving? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's, what step do you have certain steps that you follow Taylor or that you can share with people that they can try and duplicate themselves? I know we're all in individuals and all different, but surely we all hold enough similarities that we can engage in certain behavior that'll have the most desired outcomes. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, everyone's different. Everyone has, you know, is in a different place and time, but, um, there's, there's little things that you can start doing right away, you know, um, in the way of routines and rituals, right. Um, you know, journaling is a huge one meditation. Um, and you know, all of these things, when it, when, when I talk about them as a, as an online personal trainer and health coach, you know, sometimes they might, they may seem a little nuanced or, or woo woo. Right. And it, it's not like they're going to tip the scales too far one way, you know, in terms of your overall fitness or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but when, when, when you're addressing the mind and the body together as one like this and, and you implement the routines and practices to take a more holistic approach, you know, everything else kind of falls in line. So, you know, specifically, I think everyone could start with starting uh, a, a journal. Mm-hmm. There's, all different types of strategies that are floating around out there. I think keeping it simple, uh, having it be a good use of your time, you know, starting small. So maybe just five yeah. minutes of gratitude or, or just free writing, just letting out whatever comes to mind. I, my experience is, is that people who have big goals and actually go out there and get them, they classically say they do some sort of journaling to help them stay on point. So tell us a little bit about your journal and how that looks. I have like five journals. (laughs) Going at the same time or like? Pretty much. Yeah. And that, that might be a little bit more neurotic than what most people should do. Um, But you know, I, I, a real popular, popular one is the gratitude journal where you, you write down three things that could, that would make today great, you know, excuse me, you know, um, some positive affirmations and, you know, some things that you're grateful for. Um, Why is gratitude so important, man? Oh man, that we could go down in a, in a rabbit hole. Let's go, man. Let's jump. (laughs) I mean, I mean, well, there's the physiological impact and we can go down this, you Mm. know, what the science says about, what practicing gratitude does for your yes, your yes. cognition and your mind and your 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 internal state you know i mean when you practice gratitude you can't help but but you know feel good and and it puts you in a, in a positive mood but setting that stage first thing in the morning can really direct you throughout the rest of the day as well right so yeah, yeah that's been a powerful thing in my life. Cause I, I definitely suffer from a, a lot of mental chatter, you know, mm-hmm. um, if, if you don't kind of get on that first thing in the morning, oh, before it takes you, know you it, away, man. It, it just yeah. invades like, yeah, we, we, we hear people call it their monkey brain, things like that. Right. I just, right. yeah, I just get out there and I'll do some running and things, but definitely start. <laughs> I 
you know what? Interestingly, my journaling only comes after my exercise. Because I feel that if I try to journal with my monkey mind going on, it just it doesn't feel like it's uh, doesn't feel precise enough for what I need. So I go run, burn the energy off, come back. And for me, exercise is meditation. So when I come back, Mm -hmm. I'm already super calm and the journaling just comes out very naturally. Absolutely. Yeah. It's coming back to the, that body mind connection, right? Or the body mind, mind idea. And yeah, I, I share the same, uh, something similar. I do bioenergetics right when I wake up. So I, I Ooh, do what's so. that? That sounds good. What's <laughs> tell, tell us, you see, you got, right. now we got, we got the journaling. We didn't get too deep into that, but we get the point in general, but now we got to get yeah. into bioenergetics. Tell me about okay. that, man. Maybe so, I need to be doing it. Do I need that? I think everyone All could right. definitely benefit from doing a little bioenergetics. So in a nutshell, basically, you know, bioenergetics is the idea that the body and the mind are one, you know, as above, so below. And basically, when <clears throat> throughout life, we, we encounter disruptions that can disrupt, you know, our frequency or our, our spiritual content, um, you know, and that can be anything from any type of trauma, really, right? That could be something like a, a car backfiring and, you know, oh, Yeah, gosh, like yeah, post-traumatic stress disorders, things like that, right? Right. Activate or, people. Exactly. Or, or really any stressor, right? You know, a, a, maybe a relationship that's going sour or, you know, a test for getting ready for a test in school. But um, basically, when those disruptions when they come at us, we, we have two choices and that's either to bottle it up and, and, you know, draw in the belly and clench and, and hold it in, or it's to oh, just let yeah. it out, right? Let it flow through you. So bioenergetics addresses traumas that are held in the body. And it was developed by, uh, you know, uh, What's his name? Alexander Lowen is is one of I think the students that that has taken you know movement analysis and made it bioenergetics, um, but it, it basically is just uh, movement without any restriction and just letting everything out. So what <laughs> so, what, <laughs> what do you mean like movement without restriction? What so it's like okay. free movement? Like you just go outside and start flailing around and stuff, or like. To put it simply. Right? Oh, yeah. And, like, and, I, I do my hops in the morning, like, and my daughters have right. said, Dad, it makes, it looks like it puts you in a good mood. And I'm like, it totally does. I do, like, 200 hops on flat yeah. feet for improving my running efficiency. But that's not really the goal, but I know that helps. Right. And and I just let my arms bobble around at my sides, and I and bang, man, I feel super yeah. motivated after that. So you're doing bioenergetics by doing Dude, that. I'm doing uh, bioenergetics. <laughs> That's why I feel awesome afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so to make it a little more fun or maybe get a little more out of it, you know, you, you said you're landing on flat feet. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's the vibration that goes through your body, right? Okay. Um, you could also do a warrior chant. As you hit the ground, you go, oh, like oh, that. Oh, man. Or beat yeah. your chest or put your hands up in the air, you know. Hey, why is um, that, that important? It feels important. I'm just asking you. I, like, I'm going to be doing that tomorrow, but like, I just want to know okay. why that's important. Oh, man. We could go. We could We're going to go, go deep, deep on, on that, too. <laughs> I, I should 
I should preface this by saying that, you know, bioenergetics, there's like, there's multiple tiers to okay, that idea okay. of releasing trauma in the body. And you can do a morning, you know, practice. Let's start with just, beginners biogen, bioenergetics. Right. That's me. Beginners. So using the, the vocal cords and, you know, the diaphragm and movement together to create vibrations through the body and explore many planes of movement and, and you know, vibrating and, and sh just shaking everything out. Um, that's what a morning routine would look like. So that, you know, there's certain exercises that you can class them in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the ones would be, you know, landing on flat feet and going, Oh, yeah. and that's the, uh, uh, warriors chant. I believe it you is. You know what? Taylor, this is crazy, man. You're putting a lot of perspective on this for me because when I actually do my hops, um, way back when I was a young man, like <laughs> I'm still a young man, but way back when I was at chronologically a young man, I, um, I had this obsession with India and I actually taught myself quite a lot of Hindi and things like that. Mm. Actually, I was, I was super on the ball. I don't know how I did, pulled all this off as, at that time, but, um, there's tatvamasi means thou art that in uh, ancient Indian language. I think it's Sanskrit. So tatvamasi, mm -hmm. when I do my hops, I say tatvamasi, tatvamasi. And I just mm -hmm. l l utter that under my breath. And funny, man, like I'm doing bioenergetics. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's what I'm yeah, doing. Man. So it works. Yeah. I didn't even, but this is proof to your point. I didn't know I was doing bioenergetics, but I do the act and I feel phenomenal after. So there's no right. placebo effect because I'm mm -hmm. just doing the thing without the name and damn it works. Yeah. And you know, it's a, I guess another step towards it, you could try a whole hour of this, right? And the feeling would just be complete, you know, cathartic feeling yeah. of just... And, and what you realize is you get to a place where you acknowledge any traumas or emotions that you're holding on into your body, right? Because those, those show up in, in the body and that, you know, they can look like, you know, high shoulders or tension in, in some muscles. And, and, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this. Like we do a lot of work um, with, you know, muscle imbalances, right? And, um, yeah. and addressing muscle imbalances to create you know, to, to address inhibition and to create better movement patterns. Right. Right. So it's just a tool and, you know, you can get very deep. There's bio energetic practitioners that you could go and, and see and they'll put you in a padded room and it, you know, it, it can, it can <laughs> I don't want to be in any padded room, dude. I've been in padded yeah. rooms. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's just, you know, it, you, you can get deep and it can get, you know, a little, a little dark you know it's it's freedom of expression in its yeah. purest form so okay wow so we got journaling we got bioenergetics um now people have a fairly good idea whether they do my jumping and just letting your arms flail around <laughs> tatvamasi thou art that um and so we got that journaling uh bioenergetics what what else can we do in the day like morning or Sure. Uh, in terms of routine. Well, as far as I think creating that, um, that, that good start, you know, like as, as right. we sort of launched into this, I was okay. looking for some of that yeah. advice for people to, uh, what they could do to, 
to, to start, start up, like just start moving in the day, get the right, right. frame of mind going. Right. Yeah. It, I guess to touch on journaling again, you know, um, <clears throat> to set the stage for the, the whole day, it's also a powerful tool to set the stage, you know, weeks in advance. Right. Mm-hmm. So another thing on that, that I, I focus on is, you know, a lot of us are constantly setting goals for ourselves, but rarely do we follow through and, and finish those goals completely, you know? Yeah. And yeah. this is something that I've, I've struggled with a lot and then, and then kind of came to the realization that, you know, um, I wasn't really addressing why I wasn't meeting my goals, you know? Mm -hmm. So getting really honest with yourself in your journal that, you know, and this doesn't have to be every day, but, um, really trying to acknowledge any unconscious, you know, behavioral patterns that are getting in the way of you being your best self and, and, and living your truth is, is another really powerful practice there. Um, yeah. with all of these practices, you know, when I tell a client, hey, I think you should try this, you know, um, and they're trying to get a six pack. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it can really add up, you know, when you combine everything together, I still have people count macronutrients every now and then and keep a food dog, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but these, these are just things that I've noticed help me stay on track and also create more of a lifestyle of sustainable health and fitness. Right. The journal is the, the journal is the intention and you need to go from the journal to action, right? So the journal sets the, it's the template for the change, but then you got to take of what's on the page and put it into real practice. And I, I hear you about the six pack. I, I have my abs now when I've, I'm in the best shape probably I've been in, in my life. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, man. And, but you know what? That journal is a part of it. So if anybody chuckles at the idea of a, how, how's that going to be? Well, you want to get a six pack and keep it and be fit for the rest of your life. You better have certain structures in place, man, because it doesn't happen naturally. Society's set up in a way to make us fail. If you go to Home Depot to buy a piece of lumber in the checkout aisle, there's a freaking Kit Kat coffee crisp bag of chips. And you're like, what is this doing in a hardware store? Um, okay. So, yeah, we, so what else? Yeah. Okay. We got the journaling. We got the bioenergetics. Tell us just right. about the, that, the nuts and bolts training, man. What do you do for exercise? Like to stay like freaking buffed like you are and have the guns that you did on flex Friday, man. How, <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> well, I, I have a confession. I, I put my BFR bands on that uh, before I took that picture. So. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I, I, uh, that's why you're so vascular. Okay. I got it. I got it, man. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us Um, about nuts and bolts training, man. What's, what does that look like? Um, well, like I alluded to before, you know, I have a history with powerlifting. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was, I definitely caught the powerlifting bug in a big way from, uh, early on. So I was, I was really obsessed with strength sports and getting really, really strong. Right. And, uh, you know, I started a, a powerlifting team and, and then I joined another powerlifting team and had, a, a, an amazing mentor who was a world record holder in his weight class. And so a, a lot of that 
gets implemented into my training. I still am a big believer in heavy resistance training. And, you know, heavy is a perspective, too, that has shifted in, in, my, in my own uh, okay, way yeah. of thinking over the years. But um, uh, periodization and, and adaption over time and, and all of that. Um, but, you know, with that extreme and pushing myself to the limit of, you know, I was 280 pounds. I, and I started having health issues. I had, I ended up walking around with the EKG portable EKG for a month because my heart was giving me issues. And my, you know, I tore my trap off my neck. I tore both hamstrings. Uh, and I, I kind of was a, a mess for a while there. I kind of rediscovered my strength through, through other means. Right. Mm -hmm. So then that's when you, you know, I ventured into what might look kind of like more of the obscure, obscure type of, uh, training modalities that <laughs> I put on, uh, on With Instagram. the clubs. So, are you referring to the clubs and the, the mace, yeah. sorry, your mace and your, uh, right. And your big ass kettlebells yeah. there that you were using. Well, right, it, it doesn't, right. I mean, I guess some people would call that obscure training, but like I look at it, it looks, uh, Looks awesome. Looks pretty natural. It, it makes complete right. sense to me. But I get it. I get it to the average yeah. person who goes and uses a, a Atlantis tower in the gym. It doesn't quite look the same. But listen, right. I'm gonna. I would contend that your way of training is kind of the future of training because I don't believe oh, gyms and their popularity are coming back to what they were. I think people are going to be looking more to people like yourself to teach them how to train at home, in their backyard. But I will give you a little right. tip here. Try and figure out how you can bring some of that indoors because, you know, us here in Montreal, dude, I'm not going to be in my garden either <laughs> doing my yeah. training. I'm going to need some stuff indoors, man. Like, Do you have any indoor yeah. instruction on your uh, Instagram? I didn't, I didn't want to be a creep and go stalk it too much, but like <laughs> I've looked at quite a bit, but I didn't see too much indoor stuff. Do you have some stuff, uh, some uh, content that people could check out? You know, not very much. And, and it's, here's coming. Why it's coming. It's uh, <laughs> coming. We don't all live coming, in Oregon you know? and Hawaii, dude. We don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the temperate, temperate north too, but you know, I have a patio, so you might see the the Carhartt and the cowboy boots and the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the long johns come out and I'll still be <laughs> out there because, you know, I, we live in a tiny house. So, yeah. um, there's really just, I mean, you know, our, our, our place is about 200 square feet. So, yeah. um, uh, that's just, you know, out of necessity for me, but, um, you know, all of the, training modalities I use can certainly be used in a garage or, or in indoors as well. Um, yeah. So, um, a lot of my clients, you know, they, they do their workouts indoors as well. Kettlebell is such a versatile tool. You can take that right. anywhere. The mace, you have to kind of make sure you got tall ceilings, you know, and no <laughs> glass coffee tables around or anything like yeah, or that. Or the TV but, um, screen. Yeah. The mace. Mate's yeah. a pretty big mace, man. Yeah I'd, yeah, I'd say that that might need to be on hold for outdoors or very right. wide spaces indoors. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the temperate north, too, so I'm just I'm out there as much as I can. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, What's we it? get a lot of rain here. Oh, you do. That's that's true. It's kind of isn't Oregon uh, part of a northern rainforest? Am I being ignorant right now? Uh, yeah. You, you have a wildlife uh, a degree in wildlife biology, right? 
I, I do. Okay. Yes. So you would, yes. uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong. Are you living in a rainforest, right. man? Is it? We are. Yeah. It's a temperate rainforest over here, you know, get very similar climate to BC. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, it's very cold, wet, you know, it doesn't get too cold here. Um, okay. but it, it's it, the wet makes it feel a lot colder. Okay, so you get um, chased indoors too. So in case uh Oh yeah. Uh, one of the things that I like to do is just um be honest and clear with people in that helping them to find their fitness and their health because we can often say, build our own excuses around, well, well, I don't live in Hawaii, you know, I don't live in Oregon. Well, well, but right. Oregon gets a lot of rain and it gets cold and you can't really train outdoors in the rain. You can try. I'd actually contend you can train in the snow easier than you can train in the rain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I Yeah, cuz it can be sunny out and you can be in the snow, right? So, right, right. And I want yeah. people to sort of feel that they can work on their fitness no matter where they are, whether they're in a northern <laughs> cold climate or elsewhere. I th I think it's really important cuz I am really on a mission to help as many people get fit as possible and I'm no fool. I know most of the reason people don't get fit, myself included in the way past, was excuses, man. I always had excuses. I always had reasons why I was 40 pounds overweight, whether it was uh, having right. young kids and whatever and finishing off their plates versus, you know, just letting that, you know, go to waste, yeah. which is terrible. But, you know, mm -hmm. so so living yeah. where you are, we can stay sh in shape in our houses, even if they're small apartments, right? Always, yeah. And, you know... I mean, you, you mentioned this before, too. You know, there's all types of distractions out there. But still, it does come back to our own, you know, determination and, and you know, discipline to get, to get it done, right? Right. I mean, we live in a world that's just full of disruptions and distractions, like, you know, that candy bar at Home Depot. But right. it always, we always have the choice. We always have the choice no matter what. So, and, you know... To go kind of along with all of these these little things that we're talking about in the world of fitness and six packs, living a living a purpose driven life and and having community and and that those things definitely definitely add they're in in the mixture for sure you know and arguably probably more important than counting your macros when it comes to your overall overall health and uh, well being in the long term right. Right. I think that you need to have a, a very clear life goal. I think you have to be in love with the lifestyle for it to be. Um, people have asked me, do you ever get bored of exercising in your backyard without all the additional equipment? And it's like, no, because I'm not just training I, between sets. I'll do, I will do now, I'll say my bioenergetics. Um, <laughs> so I'll do different things that stimulate me and make me feel good. I'm really in right. it for the feeling. I don't get bored exercising. If, you know, I don't get bored of those routines. I, I love life and I want to feel that vitality all the time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You, you do. You definitely have to fall in love with it. And I think that's where the magic is, is in being a coach is, uh, helping people arrive to that place and that takes a lot more work than than just you know a training program or you know a, a diet protocol um you know so that's that's definitely 
something I try to focus on. Yeah. What about patience for people? I do. Would you tell people mm. to be patient even when they've taken, you know, like two steps forward, five steps back? What do you, how do you talk right. to people about that? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, they have to be patient. I've, we have to be patient as coaches as well. Right. Um, but you know, it, part of the reason why I think people come and or seek out coaching is the accountability. Um, but also there needs to be space to allow for failure and self learning as well. Yeah, certainly helping people stick to it, you know, and I think again, going back to the routines, and the rituals when it comes to patience and, you know, maybe these things can sometimes take a long time, but once they develop that practice and, and fall in love with it, you know, I've noticed that patience isn't as much of a issue because they just start trusting in the process, right, you know, right. um, and then the results start coming and it's like, you know, it's infectious. And then you're like, okay, I see where I'm going now, you know? Yeah. And, and I think sometimes people get their story a bit wrong and that they they forget that a story is only told when the individual decides it started, right? When you go online and somebody's showing their transformation and their six-pack, oh, let's take yours, for example. Yours is, uh, congratulations, awesome, amazing transformation. But from the large tailor to the fellow who's sitting in this uh, Instagram FaceTime here, there's been a huge transition and the story didn't only begin on one day when you said life has to change. Even before that, there were probably, there was Hawaii, right? You, you living in a place that started to nurture an internal desire to be in the outdoors and well maybe that just right. was the little seed that what you carried around with you until the day that it got it started to open up right yeah and you know we all have different experiences like i've said that before right um yeah it does start you know i do think that people we all can can come to a place of really creating change for us ourselves that usually is preceded by some suffering, you know? Yeah. Um, but certainly, you know, even before that, the, the process is, is starts, right. You know, um, and not everyone grew up in Hawaii. Not everyone, you know, can go out in the woods for a month. Um, and so I try to share that with people to encourage that. That's just one of the, the things that has helped me, you know, appreciate a, a life of, of, health is really the priority, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I do think that arriving to a place of, you know, that visceral place of like, I'm ready for change. Um, you know, it does usually take some, a little bit of struggle before that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now listen, Taylor, before we end this conversation, I got a couple of questions I want to ask you and you know, right. surefire questions that you can share with people um, for yourself. Do my best. Yeah, that's, I'm sure you'll do more than your best. So <laughs> tell me, where are you at with your fitness? Are you presently working on anything for yourself? Yeah, always. Um, so more recently, I kind of did an experiment that was 
maybe a little out of character. Um, and that was to see how much muscle I could put on in a shorter amount of time. And that came from, you know, uh, my wildlife biology work. I had a, a field job that was real, real strenuous and I was living in a tent for a couple of months. Um, so I got kind of skinny and I was like, all right, time to put muscle on. Um, but now I'm trying, I am doing a little bit of uh, dieting, you know, uh, just watching what I eat a little bit closer and, and kind of uh, focusing more on my endurance and, and uh, metabolic conditioning oh. um, and, and wanting to lean up a little bit and then just maintain, get, a, get to a place of maintenance year round and, and uh, really enjoying the lifestyle more, you know. Okay, so. but you know, once you say I'm trying to lean lean down a little bit and watch my diet a bit more, you know what people are thinking. They're like, "What are you doing, Taylor? What are you doing?" So now <laughs> I have to ask, you know, yeah. like it's it, so. There's more than two questions. You got a third now. Like, what are you doing okay. for nutrition? What do you do for your practice? Um. So, you know, like I said, I I do pay attention to macros, but. For me, at this point, I don't count my macros. Macros you know, I, meaning I, proteins, fats, carbohydrates, right. okay? Mac, macronutrients. And I've done a lot of experimenting to figure out what works for me. I don't, I take a very dynamic approach with my clients, though, with that, because I, I don't think there's one diet protocol um, that works for anybody. There's so many nuances in that, in the field of nutrition. You know, it definitely takes some experimentation and, and figuring out what works. Um, specifically for each person. For me, I found that I respond well to a lower carbohydrate diet. Um, and I do kind of uh, carb cycling and I, you know, I'm eyeballing everything year round because I've built that awareness. I know what, you know, um, you know, how many grams of protein is in each food and you know, how many carbs just by looking at it at this point. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I do some carbs, some nutrient timing with carbohydrates, but I keep the carbohydrates low. And I guess I, I've kind of adopted a paleo autoimmune style diet that I do most of the year. Okay. Again, I, you know, I definitely believe in the 80, 20 or the 90, 10 principle, whatever you want to call it, of you know, having breaks from all that as well. Um, so the, the 80, 20 principle means if you're on point, you know, if you're doing everything perfect 80% of the time, you will reach your goals. So that looks like diet breaks, right? Or, you know, enjoying life a little bit every now and then, you know, especially if, you, if you're having a, a meal around the dinner table with a bunch of friends and family, you know, don't be trying to count how many grams of carbs and fats and proteins are in that meal. Right, Just, right. You know, take it in, enjoy it, smile and laugh and, and be in the moment, right? Um, so yeah, I do a little bit of intentional fasting as well. Um, I'm real careful about how I bring that to my, into my clients' lives, because as you and I both know, I'm sure you can re relate to this as well. There's no, you, you can get a six pack, you know, by eating pop tarts. If you're, <laughs> if your macronutrients are on point, right. But, but is, but is it good for you? Right. Over the long, we're talking about long-term sustainable health and fitness. And that's where I, I use things like intentional short duration fast, because there's all of the health benefits like activating autophagy, which is cellular cleanup mm -hmm. um, and optimizing fat loss, resetting 
the gut microbiome and, and letting it rest, you know. Um, so I do a little bit of that and that, that kind of wraps up my, I guess, my my uh, diet protocols. Okay. So part. eyeball, yeah. keeping your eye on those, uh, those empty calorie carbohydrates. So we're not talking about complex carbohydrates like vegetables. We're talking about those empty ones like bread, pasta, rice, right. that sort of thing, and uh, sugar. Mm-hmm. So you're keeping an eye on that and you incorporate a little bit of fasting in there and mm-hmm. obviously your exercise. So that's how Taylor stays lean or when he's going mm-hmm. through the leaning down process. Now the mind, you know, we we're living in a world that I think is a wonderful, positive world. Um, but I know that's a mindset that I have because I work on that. But um, how about yourself, Taylor? How do you stay? Um, how do you stay vigilant at, with your mind and keep your head in the right space for this world mm. we're living in right now? Yeah. Well, I guess firstly, I try to acknowledge which season I'm in in my life in terms of what my goals are, what my immediate goals are, what I what I want out of myself and. Uh, and that keeps me on track. So I, I'm a big believer in there's different seasons for different reasons. So balance is important, but sometimes you got to focus more on this thing or that thing, right? Um, right now, I'm very focused on my work, and that's mm-hmm. what brings me a self a, a feeling of fulfillment and and uh, purpose. Um, I might enter a new season where I I'm wanting to get more connected with my spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always trying to create some form of balance, and that usually turns up in, in my relationships and always focusing on relationships first. And then, you know, the daily routines and rituals that kind of keep me on track so I don't get distracted from the, the, main, the main goal. And that's, that's to keep my health and my, my mental well-being in check because health is wealth. You don't have that. You don't have anything. Right. I completely agree. Well, Taylor, we made it through our first podcast together, dude. This is awesome. I'm looking forward (laughs) to doing this again very soon. There's so much more we have to cover. I did want to talk a little bit about your ebook, which um, people can just go and download that off of your Instagram, right? Which is going to be in the show notes. So I would encourage people to go. It's a very short read, but really well put together. My hat's off to you on that. And do you have a challenge that's going on as well that people can, you know, check you out on Instagram and see what's going on? You you have a lot of action going on over there and you're very active on your stories. So there's there's a lot to see if you follow Wild Man PT. And that's, uh, that's, that's Taylor Thompson, right? That's correct. It's Thank like you, a Hollywood John. name, man. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All well, right. I appreciate you, bud. All right. So I appreciate you. you, man. And I thank you so much for this conversation. And like I've said before, man, I feel like you're, you're a brother from a past life, man. Or at least <laughs> a very, very best friend. <laughs> uh, appreciate that, man. Yeah, you're the man, Sean. Thank you. You have an awesome day, dude.